Walsh has got it, twigging around. Gee, the tackle was a little high. Collingwood win by four. McComb not quite. Gorn hopeful. Now Jamari Ugalhagen kicks it long. It's got a lot of carry. That's something extraordinary. It's a high five from Jamari. Glory. Just coming back. Hey guys and welcome to the 19th edition of the In The Stand Show. Today we're going to be looking at my AFL Round 4 reviews and predictions, the Formula 1 Grand Prix held in Melbourne last week and some A-League news. So let's get into the latest news and we're going to kick off the show by looking at my AFL Round 4 reviews and predictions. The first game of Round 4 was on Thursday night and it was Collingwood versus Brisbane and it was Brisbane hosting the Pies at the Gabba in Brisbane and this game was set to be a thriller. Two sides that were projected to be in the top four and it's normally a game when it's in Brisbane, uh, Brisbane just outrun the Pies and it looked like this happened again on Thursday night. Collingwood had some real Ruckman issues with the loss of Darcy Cameron and Mason Cox and there was a idea or a rumour that Oscar Steen, the new draftee, was going to get brought into the side, but Craig McRae opted not to do this, uh, probably due to inexperience and uh, he's probably not ready for the AFL level yet, but we opted to go for Damick Stay and Ash Johnson in the ruck and we knew we were going to get outrun by Oscar McInerney. So it was just a matter of how the Pies played around the ball and uh, we didn't really look that well going into the second, third and fourth quarter. We came out with a bang in the first quarter. Uh, we scored a fair few goals. I think we had the lead at quarter time. But then Cam Rayner just stepped it up. And uh, he, he had a game of his life. Kicked, I think, two, three goals. And um, he really gave the Pies a real wake-up call that uh, I think uh, we needed. Having three wins and being undefeated going to round four. A loss against a really experienced side like Brisbane was probably needed and probably waked the boys up a lot. Whereas Brisbane, they, they just played out of their skin. Got players like Joey Danaher who stepped up, stepped up and needed to step up for the Lions kicking goals. Charlie Cameron was at the back of every um, every stoppage and every contest and he was kicking goals. Cam Rayner was up and about and uh, the Pies really, really got shut down against the Lions and... um. Brizzy only won their games in Brisbane at the moment and have lost their two games that they've played away. So any team that comes to Brisbane to play the Lions are going to get flustered and uh, get a real shock when they face the Lions side. But Brisbane ran away with it in the end and got the win and the Pies are now 3-1 and and the Lions are now 2-2. So going to gather around next week, it's looking to be really good and... um, uh, it'll be really exciting to see how these two teams go after a real good fixture on Thursday night. Yesterday, it was Carlton versus North Melbourne in the Good Friday Clash, which 
usually used to be North versus the Doggies and that game used to always be like a 100-point win from the Bulldogs and they just ran away with it. But they've brought in Carlton uh, for the Good Friday Clash and uh, I think it's going to be set for that because they sold out Marvel and uh, I was there. It was a great match, um, a great match. The atmosphere was really good. Uh, the Carlton fans got up and about and they were everywhere. In that third quarter, when they ran away with it, it was livid at Marvel. And the first half, North played really well. They uh, they moved the ball well. They found targets. Uh, but Jacob Wiedering was able to shut down Nick Larkey. kicked one goal, Larkey. And um, he didn't do anything from there. Wiedering just pushed him out of every uh, contest. And that was something I think Michael Voss would have looked for um, before the game to shut Nick Larkey down because he was, he's was he been everywhere against uh, Frio, Hawthorne and West Coast uh, in their games. Um, but Carlton, after that uh, first half, that third quarter, they kicked, I think, six, seven in a row and just ran away with the game and br- brought a real, real strong lead. Going into the fourth quarter where North probably won the fourth quarter as well, Carlton probably went just a bit defensive. Just They knew they won the game. Just play around with it. And um, Clarko had to manage Hugh Greenwood, who got brought in. And, uh, yeah, North didn't really turn up in that third quarter. And if they did, I reckon they would have had a real good chance. But Carlton ran away with it in the end, and they got the uh, eventual win. The next game is today, and it's Adelaide versus Fremantle in Adelaide. I've got Adelaide winning this match. I think they're going to continue their run of form at the Adelaide Oval. Uh, last week, they won the showdown, and that's a win that they really needed. They haven't won a game yet, and um, a win against a really, really strong Port Adelaide side at Adelaide, uh, it, it's really good for them, and it will really kickstart their season. I think they can go on a bit of a momentum streak uh, for the next couple of rounds. I reckon they can win this week, and they'll win next week. Um because of the gather round. Uh, Fremantle beat West Coast and also got their first win. Uh, both teams coming off their first wins. I think it's going to be a real entertaining game of footy. I reckon we're going to see Isaac Rankin step up a lot. Uh, Dil Thorpe really played well last week. And I think Adelaide are going to get gonna get the win. Next game today is a Saturday Arvo match. And it is Richmond versus the Western Bulldogs. I think Richmond get the win here. They're coming back from a loss to Collingwood last Friday night and it was a really scrappy game and Collingwood stepped up a notch and didn't let them play. Richmond have got the potential to play. I just think they don't they didn't play and they didn't um show that show what they're made of. They haven't won a game of the MCG so far, and I think uh today's the day where they're gonna get that win. They've got a real strong side. I think Jacob Hopper's back in. I think Dusty's back in. And uh, with those two players, those two key players, they're, they're going to make a whole big difference in the game. I think if those players were playing against Collingwood last week, they probably could have beat Collingwood. Um, they, were, they were missing something in the midfield. They weren't able to get center clearances and they really struggled uh, getting the ball out of the middle and just tried relying on counter-attacking football. But uh, I think the Doggies are really going to get a wake-up call uh, against Richmond. They didn't come out strong last time they played at the G against Melbourne, but they did win last week against Brisbane. Um, and they, they played really good footy and they shut down a real strong side in Brisbane. And I don't think they're going to go two on the trot. They're going to struggle against Richmond. And I think 
Richmond are going to get their first win at the MCG. Tonight, it is St. Kilda versus Gold Coast. I've got the St. Kilda Saints winning this match, and I wouldn't be surprised if Gold Coast shocked them and potentially win. I said on last week's show that I wouldn't be surprised if Gold Coast uh, surprised um, Geelong. They did surprise them, and they showed that they've got the potential to beat teams like Geelong and really, really uh, shut them down. And I think they can re- they can really shut down St. Kilda. Uh, they surprised everyone last week. And St. Kilda, three on the trot. Um, another win will look look to set them up for finals footy. They've played all their games in Melbourne at the moment. And whether it's at the MCG or whether it be at Marvel Stadium, they they play a real good brand of, brand of footy. And when I catched up with Josh Battle, he said... The club's going really well at the moment and the new influence of Ross Lyon is really going to help them uh, this year. And I think it has already already three games in. I, they can probably go 4-0 and, and I think they will. The other game tonight is Sydney versus Port Adelaide. I've got Sydney to take the win here. Both teams are coming off losses last week and Sydney are really, really dangerous playing in Sydney. don't think Port are going to be able to keep up with them. I think Sydney's going to run away with it. And I think they're going to win by 30, 40 points. I think we're going to probably see a big demolition like how they demolished Hawthorne. Uh, they they play their footy at SCG. So it's a real interesting ground from an away perspective. You've got to fly over there. It's a really short uh, length-wise uh, ground, but width-wise, it, it's really long. So teams aren't really able to adjust to it. The wind always pushes one way. And Sydney... Sydney are really strong on their own ground, um, and any team that comes to face them is going to struggle this year, and I think in uh, the following years coming, it's going to make them a really strong side. So I think Sydney going to get the job done tonight. Tomorrow tomorrow is Essendon versus GWS. I think Essendon are going to get the win. Both teams coming off tough losses, and I think GWS were a bit rubbed last week. That free kick, uh, especially for a team like GWS who... Aren't going to win many games this year. They've got to rebuild. New leadership in Adam Kingsley. That's going to cost them. And the umpires really, really need to have a look at that decision because it can cost games. And especially when you're playing against a team like Carlton and you've got them up against the ropes and maybe one goal and you're going to get that win. Um, it it just really cost them the game. I think players do that all the time, just complain to the umpire like that. And Steve Cornelio was... Yeah, it wasn't really, didn't really seem fair because it's happened so many times. Players do that all the time and to penalise them the way they did is just pretty shocking. But to the game, I think Essendon always show they can play their brand of footy at Marvel and I think they're going to outrun the Giants and get the job done. The other game on Easter Sunday will be West Coast facing Melbourne at Optus Stadium in Perth. I think Melbourne are going to get the job done. They had a great game last week against Sydney at the G and really showed that they're going to be a top eight side. West Coast are going to struggle a lot with many injuries in last week's derby. Elliot Yo's back in, but they've lost so many, so many key players. And they got a real young side and probably looking for that little rebuild in them. I don't think they're going to show up tomorrow and I think they're going to really struggle. Melbourne won a flag in Perth out of the stadium in 2021 and they play great footy there. They won a, a prelim there, and they, they know that ground pretty well, uh, winning a premiership. And I think they're going to get the job done on Easter Easter Sunday. 
Easter Monday is a huge blockbuster match against two sides that are probably struggling at the moment. Um, only three games in. It's Hawthorne versus Geelong. I think we're going to see probably the upset of my show this week, and it's a, probably a big call. I think Hawthorne are going to get the job done. I think Geelong's bad run of form at the G will continue, and Sam Mitchell will pounce on the opportunity to win two games on the trot. This game's always a bet belter, and I think it's going to be so, so good. Um, Geelong have been really, really struggling so far this year. I don't know what it is. It's a pretty, pretty long uh, premiership hangover. But I think with Hawthorne having that opportunity to go two games on the trot, it's going to give them a lot of motivation to continue that. I think Sam Mitchell's going to rev up the boys. And we always see an upset or something happen in this game. And I think I'm going to see it again. I think Hawthorne are going to get the job done. But that wraps up all my AFL round four reviews and predictions. So thank you for listening to the In The Sand Show. I'll catch you after the break. Don't worry about a thing. Because Atticus Health will make you feel alright. Don't worry about a thing. Because Atticus Health will make you feel alright. If you got a tummy ache, or you don't feel right, or if you have a nasty rash, keep me up at night. Don't worry, don't worry about, about a thing. thing. Don't worry. Because <laughs> Atticus Health will make, make you feel alright. Oi, 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 oi. IGA is shopping nights. IGA, where the price is right. Seaford North IGA for your groceries and liquor. IGA Express, there's nothing quicker. If you're the caraway, just call Mitchell Tall. Or in Patterson Lakes, just call Mitchell Tall. Anywhere Bayside, just call Mitchell Tall. Buy a summer house, just call Mitchell Tall. Mitchell Tall. Real estate. Oh yeah, little real estate. We want more. <laughs> Josie from Space Folk, and when I want to stay groovy, I listen to Radio Caram. Come on, Freddy's Kitchen in Station Street for a coffee. And something nice to eat. Yeah, the pizzas are great. In fact, all the food rates down at Freddy's. Caram in Station Street. Come on, come on, come on, down to Freddy's now. Come on, come on, come on, down to Freddy's now. 
It's a pizza. It's a mystic pizza. Welcome back to the In The Sand Show. And now we're going to shift our attention over to the Formula One where Max Verstappen has won his maiden Formula One Australian Grand Prix following a chaotic race at Melbourne's Albert Park last week. And the reigning champion was the heavy favourite coming into the race, but the Dutchman was overtaken by Mercedes duo George Russell and Lewis Hamilton on the opening lap. Charles Leclerc's gravel breaching caused an early safety car before Alex Albon's seven lap later resulted in the race being red flagged. Once the race resumed, Verstappen asserted his dominance and built a commanding lead. However, a late second red flag was shown after Kevin Magnussen lost his rear tyre, leaving two dramatic laps to be completed. Chaos and collisions ensued. When the race restarted, headlined by a heavy crash between Alpine teammates Pierre Gasly and Esteban Ocon. This led to a third red flag being shown with the race ultimately concluding behind the safety car. Max Verstappen claimed his Australian Grand Prix and it was only a matter of time before Verstappen picked up his first win at the Grand, at the Australian Grand Prix. He finished third in 2019 before witnessing the race being cancelled twice due to covid um, and suffered a car breakdown last year. This time, though, he got his win, and it was richly deserved. Verstappen dropped back two places on the first lap, but he kept his kept a cool head, eventually overtaking rival Hamilton for the lead and after the first red flag. From that point on, he pushed forward in typical Max Verstappen fashion, establishing a real, real commanding lead that couldn't be eclipsed even after two dramatic red flags and a pretty dramatic race my driver of the day at the grand prix was sergio perez and this was voted as well by the f1 driver of the day um and it was real real impressive performance by the experienced um mexican he surged up from the pit lane to start to start in 20th place to finish in p5 and he's climbed up 15 spots and that's real real impressive um for, for Checo, and uh, he climbed up the spots through safety cars, red flags, overtaking, and his strategy was on point. If he can continue this run of form, we can really see him give his teammate Verstappen a hard time, and I think potentially even contend for the title, but uh, again, he had a great race and um, and really, really showed the F1 grid who he is and uh, um, what he's made of. Also, Oscar Piastri picks up his debut points um, home debut points, and it may have not panned out the way he expected, but Piastri will surely not be complaining about securing the points in his first F1 race in Australia. The Melbourne-born product started in P16, but drove maturely to finish P8 and score his maiden championship points. That wraps all the Formula 1 news. I hope everyone enjoyed the F1 Grand Prix in Melbourne. It was great. It was a really, really entertaining race, and then it's something we've needed for the past couple of years because we missed out on missed out on the Grand Prix twice and it's a real shame to miss out on it a couple of times. And last year's race wasn't too entertaining. Uh, this race was really, really entertaining. We had crashes galore. We had overtakes. We had uh, um, the ending was just really weird. Nobody knew what was going on. And it was just a really, really entertaining weekend. But again, that wraps up the 
uh, Formula One news in the In The Stand show this week. So thank you for listening to the In The Stand show. I'll catch you after the break. This is Dave Crosby, Jim McGuinn, and it's very good to be on your show, man. Hi, my name's Paul Kennedy, and I'm a sport reporter for the ABC, and when I'm not listening to the ABC, I listen to Radio Caram. Tune in and enjoy. Do you have a tween who's driving you crazy on the socials? Is it a secure place for them to be? What should your social time look like? Are they just copying you? For answers to all these questions, join me, Claire Martin, at 4pm Tuesdays on Radio Caram on the Strong, Single and Human show. Josie from Space Folk, and when I want to stay groovy, I listen to Radio Caram. Hi everybody, this is Wit from Spiderbait. When I'm passing through Caram, aside from slowing down to 50 kilometres an hour and reminisces about doing the Ill Race Road Rumba or the Watley Street Wiggle, I like to tune in to Radio Karen and get down with the good vibes. Uh, Mark, it's Wit from Spiderbait here. Uh, are, are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? Uh, are, you, are you talking to me? No, what I said is, are you talking to me? Well, I'm the only one here, so who the hell are you talking to? Are you talking to me? <laughs> Listen in every Thursday night at 6pm. Welcome back to the In The Sand Show, and now we are shifting our attention onto an A-League saga, and, and the restarted Melbourne derby between Melbourne Victory and Melbourne City was played on Wednesday night, and it all seemed just like a bit of a shambles, the way... The the way the game was run, the same referee, how the night how the night started, how the game started, just seemed like the league wanted to make up for the mischief caused in December, but just not the way that uh, probably the fans wanted it to. Now the way I think the league's gone about it's just completely wrong. I think they should have just abandoned the game and gave City the points as they were the winners when the game was brought to a halt. The teams didn't have the same players on the field and the game only went for 70 minutes. Victory play a game on Sunday and City play a game on Monday. This can ruin a whole week for the clubs as they have to manage players fatigue with travelling and the rest that goes with all professional players. And and it wasn't any of the club's fault, it was the fans' fault uh, for the game being 
brought to a halt. So why why make them play on a weekday when they've got a game to prepare for during the weekend? And and yet, I just think the league... I don't know why the league had to rush the restart of this match. I think the most logical way to restart the match at, was to be at the end of the season or um, avoiding clashes, to try to avoid clashes between matches or in a bye week or just just not in the midweek of a big lead up to the match. Both teams, I know City are probably going to win the Premiers, but Victory are probably fighting for a top six spot and trying to get into a final. So again, this can ruin the way the clubs um, go about the week. And yeah, I think they just made it like a bit of a punishment to play and to make up for the derby. And it didn't give off that derby feel. When you walk into the stadium, into Amy Park, you can hear the chanting. It's Most of the time, it's pretty full. Uh, you've got both sides. You've got the Melbourne City end. You've got the victory end. It's full. They're hurling insults at each other. and uh, It just gives off a derby feel. It didn't give off a derby feel. It was on Wednesday night, and it looked really dead. It looked like a uh, good old, old-fashioned old uh, A-League game with no one there. Um, overall, I think the league went about this issue completely wrong, and it didn't give off... That Melbourne Derby feeling seemed like just a bit of a waste of time. That wraps up all the sports news this week. So thank you for listening to the In The Sand Show. Hope everyone has a, a happy Easter and I'll catch you next week. Walsh has got it, twigging around. Gee, the tackle was a little high. Collingwood win by four. McComb not quite. Gorn hopeful. Now Jamar Hagen kicks it long. It's got a lot of carry. Something extraordinary! It's a high five from Jamal. Glory! It's coming back!